FM Radio for the Agile Community. www.agile.fm Yeah, welcome to the Agile FM podcast. I'm here today with uh, Sus- Susie Susanna Shohova. Is that correctly pronounced, Susie? Yes, that's right. That's right. And uh, I'm actually calling from New York City, and I am calling Prague, the heart of Europe. It is the heart of Europe, right? It is, of it course. Is, it Prague is, is one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. That's right. And you're the organizer of the... Agile Prague Conference. Uh, you guys gone into the fourth edition here in 2014. Um, you you guys get lots of uh, traction. You're selling out your conference. Uh, so you're the community organizer uh, within Prague, Agile Prague. But beside that, you're also an Agile coach, trainer, um, focused on Scrum, XP practices, Lean, Kanban, and so forth. So we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, we want to talk a little bit about your coaching experience, but also about the community. Um, you started 14 years ago um, with IT. That's how long you've been in the IT industry. Uh, but in 2005, you made a major step towards Agile with Scrum. So that was your first exposure with uh, Medtronics. Um, yeah, right. You came to the United States, and you did some work here in the United States. What were your I challenge? Did. What were your first challenges with Scrum? How did you get exposed to it into into this at this point, two thousand five, very new industry? Well, first of all, it was a completely new thing to me. I never heard about Agile before. The company I was working for was a small outsourcing company, working for different international customers, but they've been pretty much in the life critical mission critical segment, and all of our customers were using strict waterfall this type or another type, but it was still a classical management. And then I went to US and it was still classical management. We've been sitting individually working in cubicles. And after two months, someone came, it was Kelly by the way, and said, well, you know, we are starting Scrum and Agile and it's about this, this and that. And uh, you should be now working as a team and cooperating and sitting in a lab together doing the pair programming. And it was a huge change. It was better for me because uh, I like to cooperate and I was got used to cooperate with my colleagues at Prague. But on the other hand, it was a huge difficulty for me as well on the other side because I've never did pair programming before. Right. And of course, never did any Scrum and so on. So we started with all the meetings, doing the retrospectives and so on and so on. And after seven months, um, first of all, it was much better in the U.S., regarding the team and product and I kind of like it and uh, but still I came back to Prague and the goal was to start two teams and start Scrum with these two teams mm. so to Scrum, implement it and start cooperation with Metronic remotely so it was, and almost, then I, so it was I'm sorry if I'm interrupting here but it was almost like the Olympic flame you took it from Minneapolis uh, from your first experience to the Czech Republic yeah, and you said, like I have to do something yeah. like this. But then I came back to Prague to the office and tell them, well, you know, guys, we will be now using Scrum. It's great. It's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. And they say, well, no way. 
just forget it. It's for U.S. people. It's not for us. <laughs> so I was like, um, okay, well, but we have to because uh, that's uh, one of the conditions and blah, blah, blah. And I was not uh, sure enough why Scrum should help us at Prague because he'd been cooperating pretty well even before. Mm. So I was not sure myself if it would really help or not. Mm. So therefore, it's quite difficult to implement it, but we have to because otherwise, uh, and moreover, we've got a uh, migrate church uh, for one year to be sitting with us at Prague. He was helping us to communicate, cooperate, getting on the product and so on. But as well, he was part of uh, the process, so he said, well, of course, we agreed you will be using Scrum, so I will be joining all of your stand-up meetings and so on. So we have to. Mm. And after say, one year, we tried at Prague, I found out it's much better than uh, our previous process, and it helped us as well. Wow. A little bit of different aspects, but it was beneficial for our company and our culture mm. the same way. So uh, then we started to use it on different customers for different projects, different people at Prague, and that's uh, start the time when I really kind of learn mm. how to use it. But on the other hand, once I start after 10 years working for the Czech company, doing all different jobs as an individual coach and uh, consultant for Agile, I sometimes tend to saying that everything I knew about Agile, I learned at Metronic. So mm. thanks to Kelly and uh, right. the other who teach me. So. These are big steps. I mean, taking down cubicle walls and starting with uh, payer programming. I mean, these are huge steps at uh, at that time in 2005. And you know what? You just got me thinking. Uh, yes, there was a time in 2005 where people argued um, uh, about agile in different cultures. Is this something for the United States? Is this something uh, which could be applied somewhere else? I think today, in hindsight, we know it works everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. It was difficult. It was really the most difficult practice, and uh, I fully start like pair programming about two years ago when I did some personal product, uh, which is actually some uh, small application for mobiles for conferences. So we wrote mm. a mobile application for the program for a conference organizers with a colleague, and we used pair programming for that as much as we could. Right. And that was the experience which finally switched my insight kind of feeling about their programming and now I really recommend it to clients. So yeah. it was a long way to really start like right. this approach. So. Very interesting. So since then you have done a lot of work uh, not only in the Czech Republic but also across uh, Europe. Uh, you're a world traveler um, in addition to that so you're very exposed to a uh, lots of um, cultures out there. Now, what you're doing these days is more um, the coaching. Um, you coach the coaches, a kind of program. Um, there is also something about, and I, I would love to hear a little bit more about it. I might mispronounce this thing totally, but uh, the Tulming or Tulming travel game. Um, what is that? Well, I was uh, when I start to do the trainings. Uh, I was thinking it's a good idea to play some games and do some exercises and really make it more workshop-oriented than really let the people listen. Mm -hmm. So with one of my friends, uh, which is uh, now actually in, living in San Francisco, but at that time he was together with me 
doing organizing the local agile community. So we did a training together and we invented some kind of very, very simple game about uh, building railways through the United States. So the teams uh, should be connecting these uh, cities around the United States and build the railway segments. And simply we were playing the customers and uh, they've been explaining where are we going to travel next iteration and next iteration and so on. And I was using this game and a little bit uh, improve it uh, year by year. Mm. And last year I was with my another colleague trying to extend it a bit. So we did a huge world map. It's not, uh, I think it's missing Australia because it was with a site and it didn't fit the plan already. But it's uh, drawn by uh, one of my friends. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. She draw it. Uh, and there are some animals as well and some mountains and some pictures. Mm -hmm. And she designed the cards as well. So there are some event cards. So uh, it's really a board game now. It's mm -hmm. uh, based on that previous experience. So we extended it. It's more difficult and it's designed for uh, longer workshops where we can... Uh, uh, together drive uh, kind of team cooperation and mm. enable the team members to see how the team really mm. works and how to build a team and how to how the different roles should work and so on and so mm. on. So a large number of people can play this thing. I think it's up to 50 people or something, right? Um. Well, it depends on the one, one desk board. Uh, it's for about 10 to 12 people maximum, which is the size of a team, mm. but we are usually able to combine it with the two trainers uh, to up to four boards, so it's about 40-50 people. Mm -hmm. And what's the, what's the overall goal you're trying to achieve this? Team building or is it uh, improving agility or what's, what's the outcome you're trying to do with a more playful approach here of this travel game? It's like back to the basics, so we try to uh, get them mentally back to really what Agile Mindset is about. Mm -hmm. It's about team cooperation and there are some roles which are necessary. Either we call them Scrum to and the product owner or differently, but, but these roles must be there in any product anyway. Mm -hmm. So uh, we are pretty much showing them how what happened if one of these roles or some of these roles are dysfunctional or if the team is not really uh, compact unit, mm. doesn't communicate, cooperate, how important is to cooperate with a customer mm -hmm. because I play the customer usually for them and I'm quite rough customer usually so right. I'm happy about everything, I like <laughs> to have something and of course I'm not telling them exactly what to do mm -hmm. so one of my favorite stars is that I tell them well you know my dream is to go to for example I don't know or maybe Bangkok or whatever mm -hmm. to see fishes and do some diving. And then I want to go here, 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 and here, mm -hmm. and so on. And, so on. Mm -hmm. and then they finally start to change my wishes, my real wishes, uh, with their expectations and tell me, well, you know, it would be much cheaper if you go to London and skip the Bangkok because it's too far. Right. Well, I don't care. Right. And so on and so on. But they are learning uh, how to involve customer, that they should not predict what the customer wants to. They should cooperate with him, and it's about a good presentation on one side. 
Then they are usually learning about the role of a product owner, that it's very important uh, to have a good product owner who is having a vision and who has a very good uh, relationship with the customer mm-hmm. and present. Then uh, they are learning a lot about Scrum Master role or some coach role in a team because sometimes they have a members who don't listen to each other at all. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they are doing just some things and don't cooperate, and therefore they are sometimes even wasting all the effort they could do and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so on and so on. So it's kind of a, and we try to, of course, adjust it a bit uh, time to time. Either I change my requirements, or my colleague who is uh, <laughs> usually coaching the team and this product owners and scrum masters is sometimes giving some hints or right. so. so. so the, there's, a, there's a dynamic aspect to the game where you throw in yeah. certain aspects of uh, change. Yeah, but usually we play a couple of rounds of this game and we do the retrospective and the people mm. will kind of share what they see and how they could apply those learnings to their uh, regular day mm-hmm. or job. Right. I don't need to be a software engineer. I think this is what I'm hearing to play this game. No. Okay. Awesome. Just play it as a, anybody. It's just about a team. You need a team cooperation. That's one of the things. Awesome. Yeah. I think uh, I think what I've um, learned about you is also that um, it's not so much about uh, the agility on the software engineering uh, team level, but also actually across the entire organization. Um, so even though yes, you have a background in pair programming, and that's probably something where you hit the keyboard and write code, but these principles may be taught in, in games like this, also applicable to um, entire organizations. When you do s- these transformations as an agile coach, I mean, the several questions I have for you for, uh, for coaching is when you do coaching on a organizational level, what are the challenges you see out there when you do transformations? It doesn't have to be only Czech Republic, it could be anywhere. Whatever you see in your experience. You work with clients, you work uh, um, helping them to become more agile, IT or non-IT. What what's, what uh, hurdles do you face as a coach? Well, I think uh, especially in the Czech Republic, when Agile is uh, now more starting than the really improving cycle. So I'm coming to the companies who are not uh, ready for Agile yet. They just read about it or heard about it. It's something new, something which everybody is talking about. Mm-hmm. So they say, okay, let's try that. It's new. That's a good idea. Let's see. And then, of course, they are not ready for all these obstacles. It's a huge change. Mm-hmm. So one of my goals is to explain them what does it really mean in their environment. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, therefore, we are usually starting with just one team and trying some pilots first. And then um, I try to show them what does it mean and that we need their attention and their help in order to be successful. And the biggest challenge is to get those managers involved for a longer time period because they are able to come to one initial meeting sometimes in some companies. Mm-hmm. That's all. They'll, okay, we are going agile. You have all my support you need and we are starting. Mm-hmm. And we will be back. And that's all. Mm-hmm. And they do some training and then they forget about the agile. Mm. And then these teams are saying, okay, we need your support, we need this, this and that, and we are having troubles with this, and we would blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. 
And they are saying like, oh, you know, I don't have a time for this agile. I already said we want it, so do it. Mm. It's like uh, not enough commitment from uh, the management and one side of the problems uh, which I'm facing. Then um, for some uh, small companies, uh, of course, uh, I'm facing, uh, well, the, some of them are, and maybe it's a Czech specific, I'm not sure, or maybe Eastern European specific, I would say, that uh, some of these small companies are uh, having um, older generation of owners, mm. and of course, uh, spent all their life in a completely different uh, environment, which was, you know, within part of the communist era, and right. uh, it wasn't really free, and not really... They, they haven't been really got used to sharing information and so on, mm. but they still drive the company and says, okay, I am the boss, and you are the employees, and I will be driving everything. Yeah. So, uh, they don't like to hear something about self-organization and mm. how the team has a responsibility to something they cannot really understand. Mm -hmm. And they have a, one, of the, one of the typical problems of such companies that they've been driving successful company for, let's say, 10 years. Mm. It was a small company, up to, I don't know, 10, 15 people. And now they're growing. And mm. now they are getting even older and want to get a new manager. So they appointed a couple of new managers, but they are still afraid to give them the power to do anything. Mm. So they changed these, these guys knew what must be changed because mm. now the company is not about five, ten people, but twenty, thirty more. So these new guys, they knew what, what must be changed, but they are not allowed to change it really. Right. Because these owners, they just keep the old world and try to match it and mm -hmm. don't let them do the change. Yeah. But that's not kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. So, so what I'm, I think what we're contributing here with this uh, podcast here is uh, we do share some information. So we're very transparent to the two of us. Um, we do share some information. So that's good, right? So we're helping uh, with that aspect. And I think what I'm um, also hearing is that um, larger organizations feel more like, uh, process has been installed, you know, in quotes, and uh, will be executed going forward, whereas you see more like the long-term um, process improvement part being uh, one of the, the bigger hurdles for you. I, I do want to touch on another uh, topic here with you from a coaching's perspective, and that is the Coach the Coaches program. The Coach the Coaches is, there is a, um, well, you, you have a little workshop uh, I saw, and what was really striking uh, here in this uh, in the description of that workshop was that you actually have to be a scrum master for a year or more or some uh, experience with the scrum master. So it's really you're going after, uh, beside obviously you're doing also introduction to scrum and all these things, but this particular workshop is very targeted to an experience level of doing scrum for, for more than a year. Um, what do you see as a coach who coaches scrum masters uh, maybe in Europe, maybe in your area, maybe through your workshops. What are they? What what challenges are those scrum masters facing when they come to a session? Well, this workshop was uh, primarily designed for uh, 
because uh, three years ago there have been no Scrum Masters in the Czech Republic, or almost no, let's say. Mm. Scrum Masters in the international companies who have been uh, kind of trained by, for example, their um, other companies in the US or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the Czech companies or European companies based in the Czech Republic, there have been almost no Scrum, no Agile, mm-hmm. therefore no experienced Scrum Masters. And I was thinking uh, that uh, once I was going around the companies teaching the basics all around again and again and again, it would be there is one thing which they are all missing. Mm-hmm. And they're all missing a bit of coaching and facilitation skills. And they've been all trained or trying to be teach themselves the scrum basics and mechanics and talking about how to do the retrospective. So one of my uh, questions, which I'm getting all the time in almost every advanced mm-hmm. company, let's say, it's like how to do the better retrospective and so on and so on, yeah. which is more of the practices. So I was trying to move uh, move it a little bit to the next level and um, be able to provide something which would let them to be more successful in their uh, Scrum Master job to really create a team cooperation, really create a self-organization mm-hmm. and let the people grow because most some of the Scrum Masters which I am facing now are uh, trying to just do the practices. Mm-hmm. And so they do the retrospective and blah, 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 but they never really think about the skills which are necessary to be really successful Scrum Masters. Mm-hmm. So some of them are complaining, we can't change anything. But I think uh, they are very powerful. Mm-hmm. One of the most powerful people in the organization. Right. They can create a culture. Of course, of course they can, right? Um, yeah. what, kind of, um, what kind of tips do you have for these coaches or scrum masters within these large organizations to, to overcome those things? I mean, you know, sometimes they're paralyzed in large organizations. Sometimes they... Uh, uh, maybe even in smaller organization, who knows? Um, they they struggle with certain things. Do you have any kind of quick tip or something you you can give to um, those scrum coaches, scrum masters out there for something you can immediately try, something they can implement, uh, mm-hmm. e- maybe easy to do, something uh, which doesn't take a lot of effort and uh, with a good good return. There's one which I recommended to one of such people this morning, which I've got a meeting. And uh, it's, uh, they are sometimes uh, don't trust the people enough. So they feel, okay, these guys are good, but, uh, you know, they need this, this and that. And uh, they're not giving them challenges. Mm -hmm. And they're not giving them a space to show that they can do it. So I truly believe that all the teams I coach or the scrum masters are great and they will make it. And if they believe their team members will make it, and will make it good, and they are smart enough to find the best solution ever, they will. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing. Really believe in the people. They are great. They are not bad people. They are not really people who just say, oh, I don't like that guy, so let's fire him. Mm-hmm. And so on and so on. So it's, uh, the people are good. So that's first hint. The second hint, uh, I think it's uh, it's simple again, but it's uh, 
bit more. It's not in my head already. It's uh, like uh, in the way which we are doing. We call it uh, back to the basics. So I think uh, it's about a similar approach like you have in the army. If you want to do the scrum group, you should be really doing the basic principles and practices and meetings exactly the way as it was designed. Because one of the failing uh, reasons for failing for Scrum Masters and teams and the companies is they write about Scrum, hear about Agile, and say, okay, that's common sense, that's easy. So we started, so they do. And then uh, they say, well, but uh, for example, retrospective, it's kind of a strange meeting. We don't like it. Mm. So, uh, it's all for us. We are sitting together anyway. So let's cancel retrospectives. We don't need it. Mm. And the same thing with all the other practices. And of course, if you have a very good Scrum Master who has experience, yeah. then uh, he will find a way how to make the retrospective working. Mm -hmm. So, my kind of a hint is don't give up and try ten times for mm -hmm. you give up. I mean, even before you give up, ask someone who has the experience what he would or she would suggest. Mm -hmm. So if they send me a message or call me, I would always give a few hints. Maybe it will help. Right. Maybe it will not. But it's, it's like about never start a question like, do we want to have that meeting or not? It's mm -hmm. about, okay, we don't like it. I agree. The meeting is not good or wasn't good last time or never have been good. I mm -hmm. don't know. But on the other hand, what are we going to do in order to improve it? Right. Well, that is often the... That's the type of the question they should be asking, so... Right. Yeah, so, two quick tips with Susie. Um, uh, towards uh, our end of our podcast, I do want to point out that there is an audio version of this podcast as well as a video podcast. The audio version, obviously, through the podcatchers, as usual, the video podcast on YouTube. Um, so now what I, why I'm saying this at this point is, uh, on the video version of, um, uh, this podcast, you can see Susie having a very, uh, in this case, blue hair, uh, but you often change the hair color, um, based on mood. And, uh, that's what I was told. So, uh, there's a lot of color, color changes to it. And the reason I'm saying that is one of your services, um, is process audits. And um, so when somebody says process audits, I see gray. I see, I see um, you know, like uh, checklists. Uh, if I look at you right now, um, color, you're sitting in an orange chair. I don't see process audit. What do you do in process audits? Tell me a little bit about it. I don't think it's going to be a gray process audit. It's not a, well... The thing is that I was uh, really sitting in this chair and thinking about how to get to the companies who already think they are agile or they are having some process and don't know what to do with it. So I was looking for some kind of a label, how to name it, mm -hmm. and Google this uh, buzzword. So I use it, but on the other hand, no one ever... Well, a couple of clients already asked for some kind of process audit. So that was the other thing. Okay. So when I asked what they mean, they said, well, you know, uh, we were thinking that you might want to come a couple of times, see our teams, how they live, how they work together, mm -hmm. and give us a feedback and give them feedback directly. 
So that's what I mean by process audit. It's more like general agile coaching. But if I say here in the Czech Republic agile coaching, nobody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So they use uh, more like process audit, some of those companies for the same thing. So mm-hmm. they, uh, they put it simple, they want to have a feedback on what they do and some suggestions how to improve it. Right. But the techniques you're using in this audit, is this more interview style or is this... Um, um, uh, About interviewing the people, yeah. asking questions, observing and mm-hmm. giving some hints and asking why pretty much. Yeah. Why do you do it this way? Is it working for you or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your biggest problem, if you have any? Mm-hmm. What works? Great. What's the best thing you did for the last sprint, for example? Mm-hmm. And by the way, why are you using Agile anyway? Mm-hmm. And that's a couple of questions, of course, more more of them uh, to get mm-hmm. kind of feeling what kind of culture we have in the company, what kind of problems. So one of my last process audits, which I did uh, recently, was for one uh, international company, but a uh, Czech branch, of course, of that company. So I've been there for about 10 days and walking around several teams in several departments and mm-hmm. talking with a lot of uh, other people like managers, product owners, scrum masters, sometimes the full team to see their meetings, sometimes just team members to discuss some issues. Mm. individuals and it was I think uh, quite valuable for that company so it was fun mm. alright so Susie we got from you we got some uh, tips from you from coach to coaches we got some um, information around uh, the cultural changes between Europe Czech Republic you even uh, mentioned some of the United States and we know that you're a community organizer I want to thank you for carving out some time of your day to day um, spreading the wealth of your knowledge with uh, the Agile FM community, but also indirectly the one with uh, the Czech Republic. Hopefully there will be more Scrum Masters and more advanced Scrum Masters um, down the road. And uh, good luck with the conference this year. And maybe we bump into each other at uh, one of those upcoming uh, conferences. Looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, great. And I hope you will come to Agile Prague uh, sometimes as a speaker. At some maybe time, not yeah. Here, so- conflicting about uh, maybe next year so maybe, maybe next year maybe we need to align calendars so we can i can be in prague but also in new york um, right yeah. after that well thank you thank you very much for inviting me thank you for listening to agile fm the radio for the agile community i'm your host show Krebs. if you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts please go to www.agile.fm Talk to you soon.